Welcome to Inside Podcast with Peter Tile and John Kenny. Let's jump right in. Hi everyone, my name is Peter Tile and I'm here of course with John Kenny. And I want to welcome you guys to Inside Podcast Season 2. You know, I'm really excited that we're doing season two, and um, I look, I look excited too. Season one was was really great, um, if you ask me, and um, popular demand. We're doing <laughs> season popular two. Demand. Who just laughs right now? Larry, Larry, you laugh on our set. So it's okay, it's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll forgive him, forgive him. Um, okay, so um, this season we're gonna have ten episodes. Ten episodes. And this season is titled. 10 biblical perspectives on marriage. Biblical, like there's a Bible here. What you said. No, so, so you have those one time that we, did, we didn't have Bible on our stuff. So now we have a Bible here. Like a physical hard copy Bible. So those of you that think that we are not biblical, Bible real, we get Bible. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I don't know what that means. Anyway, so 10 biblical perspectives on marriage. Why are we talking about this? We feel the burden in our hearts to establish certain um, um, establishables as far as um, <laughs> marriage is concerned. We have a lot of young people whose marriages are collapsing barely weeks or months into it. We have a lot of young people who are scared of going into marriage. Yes. Also, we have a lot of older persons too who feel that their marriages are beyond repair. Mm. And we have a lot of older people too who want to communicate the grace of what happened in the marriage where they don't have, they don't understand, they don't have it's a body of thoughts to be able to communicate it. And so for all of these people, we decided to do season two of uh, Inside Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and so let's dig in straight. Let's dig in. What's the basis of our thoughts? Um, Matthew chapter 19, verse 1 to 12, of course. If you, if you can read on your own, Matthew 19, 1 to 12. But in verse 3, something happened. Some Pharisees came and tried to trap him with a question. Should a man be allowed to divorce his wife? For just any reason. And so this is Jesus' response. Verse 4. Haven't you read scriptures? Jesus replied. They recall that from the beginning, God made them male and female. And he said, this explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife. And the two are united into one. Since they are no longer two but one, let no one speak about what God has joined together. So basically what we're trying to do, of course, in this podcast is um, trying to take a trip back into the beginning um, according to what Jesus Christ said in verse 4. Okay, yeah, you mentioned and, the, said trying to have the an, beginning. Yeah, yeah, trying to have a clear view of what Jesus meant by what God's intent for marriage was in the beginning. In the beginning. Uh, and that, that, that takes us into Genesis 2, yes. uh, when the entire idea of marriage, even first of all, appeared to be was conceived. Was hatched. Yeah, conceived. Because uh, verse... <laughs> Verse uh, 5, it says, and he said, this explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. That verse, we'll find it yeah, Jesus in Genesis, was quoting from Genesis yeah. chapter 2, two. I think verse 22 and 23. Um, so uh, let's, let's see it quickly as we, as we do. Yes, yeah, it's, it's so we can have some, some basic some foundation to, to some of our thoughts yep. here. Okay, so Genesis chapter 2, verse 22, here you go. Add copy Bible. Since how much time is taking me to open it? Don't worry, we're going to switch very soon. Okay, so um, 23. At last, the man exclaimed, This one is bone from my bone, and his flesh from my flesh. She will be called woman because she was taken from man. 24. 
This explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. So actually, that line, this explains why. This, this explains. It's part of the quote mm. from Genesis. From Genesis, It yeah. wasn't something added by Jesus. Mm. So what Jesus say explains why a man is joined. In the beginning, mm. God made them male and female. What is the explanation here? Alas, this is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh shall be called woman because she was taken from man. So again, Adam is talking about man, woman and man. Mm. Christ is talking about also uh, male and female. As a matter of fact, let's just set the ground rule here. Everything we're going to be talking about here relates to the joining of a man and a woman. A man and a woman. No point intended. No controversy intended. The Bible says and a man male and a woman. And female. It's not a man no, and no. a man. It is male not a woman and, female and a woman. It is not Adam and Steve. It's Adam and Eve. Let's show you to take down this video. You just said right now. Oh, I did it. Okay, so so it's male and female. So today we want to start because we don't have a lot of time. We want to start with the first principle, and that principle, um, of course, it's a principle. It's a perspective. It's a conversation. Not only principle, but also like a body of thoughts. Body of thoughts. Um, actually, that's what I want to say. Um, perceptions. Perception. Perspectives from the scriptures, more or less. So, so, so the first one we're going to answer is this. It's, I found like a question. Is divorce the will of God? Mm. Is divorce the will of God? Mm. And that, I'm sure that's a front burner question for, for many, many persons, many young persons actually living in today's world. Especially because today there's an, there seems to be an inevitable conversation around the need for divorce in certain situations. In certain situations. I say the need because I am not one to think that marriage, that a divorce is a no-no. Sorry to say, but when a marriage is already existing and it's not fulfilled God's intention for both parties, and when it seems as though one of the parties is even going to be at the risk of death if there is no separation. I'm sorry, I'm not going to be a part of the same. You just put forward an opinion. No, I mean, yeah, personal opinion. Uh, I'm not going to sanction the continuity of a marriage that is putting the life of one person anyway, at a risk. But I mean, I mean, but, but that's, that's, that's by the way. Let's even look at scripture. Also, pardon me to add this. Oh, so, come on, so, so, so the reason why we're, why we're doing this is also because as many as possible who want to go into marriage need to also have a background ideology. Exactly. To form because, the, because so, so marriage is, uh, yeah. Yeah, divorce itself is, is like, is like is an like, eventuality. Yeah. So, so, but is it possible to get something right rem before it gets remedy to that point? The, the, the ailment even before it comes up? And, and so, so yeah. we, we, we saw Jesus saying in verse 4, in the beginning. So, in the beginning, what, what was God thinking mm. when He created this? Mm. In the beginning, and so, so um, let's go back to the beginning. Yes, let's back go to, to the, the start. Genesis chapter two. We saw there that Genesis chapter two is is an event that happened before the fall, right? Mm, yep, yep, yep. The fall is in Genesis chapter three. Genesis chapter three is the fall. Yep. So, so the presentation of the woman to the man. Was an event that happened before sin came in. Was more or less in the state where Adam was still walking perfectly in the will of God. So perfectly in the will of God. And so, if sin has not come to the picture, mm. death, I, of course, determination of human, of human life, physical life, earth, yeah. has not also come into the, the picture. picture. Yes. So, 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 with this in mind, what was the will of God for marriage initially? It appears like it was supposed to run in perpetuity. So that means. 
the man and the woman that were brought together yep. were supposed to live forever yeah. together. More or less. Not separating. More or less. Not separating. Mm. Um, so, 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 so we can so, say. So, what we're saying basically, if you're going to make this short, is the idea of separation, even by death, is as such because of the entry of sin into the picture in Genesis 3. Because it says, this is why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. So that had already happened before fact, the enemy I, I, I came. I think that Jesus, uh, Jesus said in verse 6, since they are no longer two but one, let no one split apart what God has joined, joined together. together. So this is also this is also the thought Thoughts line. from the beginning. That was God's intention. So that was God's so. intention. So mm. it was, it, the, God, the intention of God was that it should not be broken up. Yes, what God had joined Whether together. by death, which is the valid... No, I mean, when you say whether by death, it's, it's, it's because you are assuming that death is already in the picture. In Genesis chapter two, exactly death, death was not in the picture. So, so yet, when we say till death do us part, which is the that, termination, that, that, that clause, which is the natural termination. Yeah, that of, is a clause in agreements. Yes, of course. So, so all these movies that we see, the wife will die. And the husband will be alive. <laughs> and the wife will now say he cannot marry. He goes to not be chasing him around. Forget, it's forget, it's forget it's about it's it's Once the woman or man dies, the, that's the termination. And so that clause is in the matter primarily because of death, of death that came and in. Death came by sin. By sin. And so in Genesis 2, there was no sin. So, so there was no So death. this in the beginning was not so that we're referring to who is a pre-death time. And now let's let's put it in perspective. Okay. Because now that we have been restored by faith in Christ Jesus into mm -hmm. a place where we are now in a relationship with God, it appears as though the expectations of marriage is reversed back to the pre-death era. So, because actually, for believers, nobody is dying. Nobody is dying. Nobody is dying. But Jesus said that there's no marriage in heaven. <laughs> okay, okay. So, okay. So, um, I, I mean, this is interesting. You know, you know what I'm saying is interesting. Yep. Because so, if before sin and death came into the picture, God did not expect that marriages should. End, mm. whatever it is by death or whatever it is. Mm. In today's world, we know that death is the end of marriage mm. naturally. Naturally, but divorce happens before death happens. I mean, you have to look at the response that Jesus Christ gave okay. to the people who were inquiring of him. Okay, so that response is what's going to give us an indication into why the concept of, of divorce even appears to be a so, thing. Verse seven. Yes. Then why did Moses say in the law that that's, a man that's Matthew give, nineteen? Matthew nineteen verse yeah. seven. Who give his wife a written notice of divorce and send her away? They asked. Jesus replied, Moses permitted divorce only as a concession to your hard, hard hearts. A concession. But it was not what God originally intended. intended. So, a concession to hard hearts. So, in fact, Jesus said it here. It was not what God originally, originally intended. intended. So, God's original intention is that when a man and a woman are joined together, they should be together, of course, until. So, so until. What then, what then is a hard heart? So, I mean, that because hard heart that yeah, is, the, that's is, the, is yeah. the source of the suggestion of divorce yeah. in the first place. So Moses allowed them to issue notes of divorce to themselves because they wanted it so. Because they wanted to because they want, Because many intended that this thing should, should, become, end. should end. Which is different from separation. It's, it's different from separation by death. That's even even separation too. Even, even uh, like even divorce and separation, they're not they're not the same thing. They're, they're not the same. People can actually be separated for a while and come back together, and the marriage has not been terminated. Mm. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, that's what he told us. Oh, oh, they're getting married now. They said they can be separation for for reasons that are best. Jiki, what, what are you doing? 
If you're not married now, I've said that you know what I'm saying. Anyway, so I'm so, following you 100. So I agree with you. What are the symptoms of a hard heart? Oh, because a hard heart is one that that embraces the concept of divorce even before there's need for it to happen. Mm, that's that's a thick one. That's what I think. I think a hard heart is okay. I'll give you an example. Some people see a bad. So, so in church, as a, as a minister, we're always talking to people. Mm -hmm. And then they come to you with scenarios, and you see that this scenario that these people are painting is going to end up in a marriage that is abusive or in a marriage that is uh, problematic. By all indications. By right? all indications. Do you understand what I'm saying? And then they insist that they want to go ahead and get married. Do you so, understand what I'm saying? And then... Let's be more specific. He's been, he's been slapping me. He's been slapping me. But I think it's my fault. I think I'm the one that always been, triggers oh, him. She, 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 she cheated on him. Okay, Do you okay, what I'm okay. okay, you guys sit down and have a conversation about this matter. It happened once, he said she was sorry. Yeah, then it happened like two or three times again. In fact, you even know the guy that she's sleeping with, mm. and she keeps telling him that once you get married, everything's change. Gone, change. It's over. Mm. Then you now decide to go into it, hoping that, well, if it doesn't work out, I can leave. That's one example of a hard heart. Do you, do, but you know, there are many people who are trying to marriage with that idea that if it doesn't work out, I can if it doesn't work out. I can still live whenever I want. Yeah, you just put a second at that scenario. First one, you're saying that a man sees all the indications on the table. Yeah. Sees that this person is a habitual humanizer. This person is a habitual liar. Yeah. All, every, all the symptoms are there from the beginning. The person says, you know what, I'm still going to go ahead with this. Another case is somebody who approaches marriage with the back end thoughts that, door, back that door, yeah. whatever happens, I can, I can go opt out. Home. I mean, so approaching marriage from that angle already is already is already faulty. Mm. It's already a symptom of 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 hard heartism, because mm. somebody is already going into something that God. A, let me put it in perspective: a believer wants to go into a marriage that God ordains to last as long as the two are alive on this earth. And, and he already has, has background in his mind his that heart. if it doesn't go well, I can go out. That kind of mindset. I hope it goes well. You see, you see, because what you have done is that you have opened up a back door for the enemy to enter. Mm -hmm. And so even some, even some issues that come up that you should actually attempt to walk through. Mm -hmm. Because no, no, there's no perfect marriage in this world. Mm -hmm. There are issues that will actually happen mm -hmm. that you have the opportunity to, through love, through mercy, or through the counsel of other people, mm -hmm. walk through. Because you've already said in your mind that um, it's, it's going to be over, it's going to be over. Last, last. Last, last. It's going to uh, be over. And, 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 and you see, I, I want to talk about one more thing because uh, we're out of time, the JK. Do you know that there are actually people who feel guilty that the idea of a divorce crossed their mind in the time that they're married? In the time that they're married? Or in the time yes, before they're married? In, in, in the time that they're married. See, because, because some people that were here, I mean, if, if, if you read verse 10, Jesus said, I tell you this, verse 9, whoever divorces his wife or marries someone else commits adultery unless his wife has been unfaithful. Mm. Verse 10, Jesus' disciples then said to him, if this is the case, it is better not to marry. Mm. Because, I mean, Peter was married. Mm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm. And here's Jesus saying that divorce is a no-no. Mm. And they're they are replying by saying, if this is the case, then it's better not to marry because it doesn't seem like anybody can actually survive this matter. Well, I mean, I, mean, I think, first of all, I think for those of us who are, who are born again, who are filled with spirit, mm. we should first of all admit one, or we should come into the reality of one, one salient truth that we have the Holy Spirit who is able to help us. Mm. See, 
it's, it's not a crime that someone thinks in his mind. See, I mean, there can be issues. There can be, there can be, real real, there can be real, real issues that might be either foundational or something that pops up along the way. And a person is thinking to himself, you know what, maybe if I get out of this, maybe... You have thought about it, but you have not done it. You understand what I'm saying? But I think what a believer should do is to, first of all, rely on the Holy Spirit within. Yes. To ask very, very salient questions. Knowing that, knowing that the person that he or she is joined to is also a believer whom God can also what, speak, to. And, and speak to. You know what I'm saying? So, so yes, it might cross the heart. That's not the crime. You're talking about somebody actually now saying that I want to go ahead and do it, even perhaps when not having explored the options for reconciliation. But, but if you're out there and you're not married and you're listening to what we're saying, the perspective for you is that God did not intend that marriages should fail. Mm, indeed. If, if God did not intend that it should fail. I, I, I think that is the perspective that you can have. Yeah, so yeah as, I agree with you. So that when they tell you on this, uh, in the church, you know what you should go into it unadvisedly. You should understand that it takes a lot of thinking. Mm. If you're not ready to go all the way, don't go in at all. Mm. And so if, you're not, if you don't think that you are, you are able to manage yourself, able to forgive people, if you're that kind of person that doesn't let things go easily, think critically because everything you are is going to be tested on this journey. All this because we have established at the beginning of this podcast yes. that it is not God's intention, not God's intention. that the marriage between a believer and mm. another believer should come to an end. Okay. I'm, I'm, I, I, I think that we get that perspective mm. very clearly. Uh, thank you very much, guys, for being a part of this uh, episode. We are super excited that we started um, season two on this note, and we, even though it was quite longer because we had to do some introduction. Also, let's know your thoughts. What do you yeah, have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, I mean, of course. We really well, look forward to hearing from you guys. Let's hear your thoughts about some of these conversations that we are having. So yep. that we can also know some of this address in the next episode yep. as, as, yep. We, yep. as we progress. Yep. 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 Um, so, in the next episode, we're going to be answering a question. Who brings who to who? I don't even know what I'm going to say right now. Who brings who to who to who? I don't even know what I'm going to say right now. <laughs> Alright guys, see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.